Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. Did you stay late, Bob? Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. giving his toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, welcome everyone. And we have a book coming out soon. Do we? We do. What, what's it What's it entitled? Uh, the Working Experience on the Page is the working title. What do you think about Love that? It. Yeah, pretty good, huh? Love it. Little hard, little hard copy. It's about... Digital... Yeah, it's about our journey with this podcast. Not a story of success. <laughs> I, I lay that out very <laughs> clearly in the introduction. Not a story of success. But then we also have the section on it's our... A jur- it's a journey. A now. journey. It's, it's life's journey. journey. Uh, we also have a section on many of our high-profile guests. Uh, Tom O'Neill, Brittany Wagner, Coach John Beam of Netflix. Brittany Wagner is also on Netflix. Uh, Tom O'Neill wrote Chaos. So we, we got a lot of good people. It's a good read. It'll be an audio book. We'll have it on the page. Maybe do some YouTube videos with it. You know, we're going to hit it on all all buttons. All, all cylinders, as they say. Hitting on all cylinders. That's what it is. Uh, so be on the lookout. That should be in the next, oh, few months or so, depending on... Um, next few months, next few years, next <laughs> well, few decades. Who's counting? Well, I'm a busy man. I mean, I'm a busy, busy, busy. man. Uh, speaking of which, and this is right up John's alley. Uh, now, you would not agree with this. This is about detoxifying a toxic work culture. But you really swim in that toxic work culture. It's it's like my workplace is like Chernobyl. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's going to be ruined for the next 20,000 years or whatever that is. However, I was reading this article that, uh, that in Chernobyl, like, they still can't eat the fruit 
And that's the same thing in my workplace. Don't eat the fruit. Don't touch anything. Don't touch, don't touch don't, anything. It's, it's, so, it's so toxic. Yeah. And definitely don't go use the bathroom because you're going to oh, no. have... No, no. That's, a, that's a big no-no. It's a big, big no-no. If you see that thing that looks like a camera up in the corner of the ceiling, it's a camera. It is definitely a camera. I don't know what kind of mechanism or what someone's brain scan looks like who likes to watch other people go to the bathroom. But that is, that is something I strenuously avoid. You know what I mean? And some people uh, make a hobby out of it. I don't even like being with myself in the bathroom. No, no, not M- at all. Much less watching <laughs> anyone else do that. Even thinking about it, hearing about it, no thank you. Well, uh, this is not just the usual harem scarum suggestions we throw off the top of our heads. This is actually from new MIT research because we bring you the up, we bring you the hard data here. Well, aside from our vitamin supplements, we rely on hard data, and um, <laughs> yeah, a- asterisks. Yeah, many. Also, my investment advice is not really based on any hard data, uh, but this is so um, there. You know, some people think that the more pressure you put on people, the better they perform. People who don't perform well under pressure are just not good performers. Um, But according to this research, a toxic work culture or unethical culture is costing you big time. And really what it's doing is people are walking away from these jobs because they don't really have to put up with them anymore. Um, It says here, a toxic corporate culture is by far the strongest predictor of industry-adjusted attrition and is 10 times more important than compensation in predicting turnover. That's an interesting one. What what do they call it? Um, Is this along the same lines as quiet quitting? Well, I think people would quietly quit from a toxic work culture that fails to, as defined by failing to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, workers feeling disrespected, and unethical behavior, which you pretty much uh, do all of that, especially the unethical behavior. All of the above. Yeah. Well, I check all the boxes. Yes, yes. At least you're consistent, if nothing else. Um, So I guess what they're saying is people will either quiet quit or outright quit from a job, even if it pays more, if they just can't really put up with it, you know, if they can't, um, if they're being disrespected, if they're being, you know, sent emails at 2 a.m. on a Sunday, and, and, or if it's just, you know, uh, racist, sexist, uh, any of those things above, and um, they'll leave, and they'll go to another job, which always costs money. So, You know, these folks are saying, look, this isn't just about, you know, some sort of abstract notion of being fair. It's, look, if you want to keep workers and you want them to do good work for you, then you have to treat people well. Um, So. Semantics, man. I know. Semantics. Well, this is how to detoxify your company culture if it is toxic. And the working experience is certainly toxic. We know that. Uh, so number one, when the authors drill down and begin offering specific advice for how leaders can start to detoxify their cultures, this is what they came up with. Number one, quantify the benefits. 
You have a lot on your plate as a leader, but we've all heard a thousand times what gets measured gets managed. I've never actually never heard that. I've heard that. No. Um, that goes for culture too. Keep cultural detox on the agenda by explicitly linking cultural improvements to bottom line benefits such as lower attrition or employee health care costs. The researchers advise adding to be clear leaders should address cultural toxicity because it's the right thing to do, but quantifying the benefits can help keep culture detox a priority for top teams that are being pulled in many directions. So, uh, you, you know, like when you have to sign on to a service and it's like that 35 page, like long list that nobody reads and you just click, I accept Yeah. what you just read to me falls under that. I've just glossed, I glossed over at the second word. Yeah. Because obviously you want to keep that workplace toxic. Uh, so what they're trying to say here is look, do the numbers. Like this isn't an abstract notion. It stops employee turnover and it keeps healthcare costs down. So right there, you would look at it and say, okay, uh, look, if, if we're treating our employees better, we're not going to lose 20% of our workforce every three months. And we're not going to have to keep retraining people and spending money on that. So let's treat them a little better. Even if you don't want to, even if it runs in the face of how you think your employees should be treated, look at the bottom line. Uh, publicly report progress. It's chaotic and demanding at the top. Don't expect good intentions to be enough to drive change. Create some external accountability and you're more likely to get the job done. Top teams can invite external pressure to stay the course by publicly reporting progress against their cultural aspirations rather than simply posting a list of core values on the website. Uh, so you gotta you gotta be out front with it. You gotta be accountable. It's like when it, I think it's like going to a you know hiring a, a training coach. Like you know you can probably learn all you need to about getting in better shape from YouTube videos, but um, you need somebody there to be like, hey, at you know five o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're working out. Like you gotta be there. Yeah, it's a, it's ca accountability. Accountability, which you're not big on. No. no. <laughs> and this please this next one here is not going to be your ballywick model good behavior. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a rough one at the working experience. Uh employees will ignore what you say and simply copy what you do. Employees tend to discount lofty statements about abstract values. Instead, they closely observe what leaders do for signals about what behavior is encouraged, expected, and tolerated. I hope nobody is looking at you for signals about what behavior is encouraged, expected, and tolerated. In, in fact, you could get yourself in a lot of legal oh. hot water. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If, you, if you're modeling your behavior off of me, oh, you're in trouble. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. It's a very, very sticky situation. Yeah. Uh, seek out honest data again not your big thing you're more you're looking for yes men right i yeah i'm looking for either guys and gals that'll go with the flow right so to speak <laughs> or i'm looking for the yes men your weird creepy flow that everybody has to go with massage yeah. 
free for all massage Wednesday. It's like, oh God. <laughs> It's it's always like, you know, when when someone asks one of my employees, what's it like to work for John? It's always there's always a pause. Yeah. Yeah. As they search for something to say that is going to not sound. And then and then they just kind of break down crying because it all (laughs) comes out. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, most of your employees are seeing therapists, I would assume. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, that is part of the benefits package. Yeah, well, yeah that's part of the benefits package, 100%. Well, when they walk by your office and they hear those gloves snapping into place, that <laughs> sends a shudder down everyone's spine. The, glo- <laughs> the gloves snapping. snapping. Yeah, they know it's Friday. It's Friday lunchtime. It, it, it's like nails on a oh, chalkboard. Man. It's a snap. Yeah. It's all day long, snap. You, know what? you would think that you were in a, in a gynecologist's office, but it's not. It's a place of business. You know what always freaks me out is when the doctor will be like, they'll leave it up to me if I want the prostate exam. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, uh, sure. And then you feel like, what What am I, some kind of pervert here? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, who wants a prostate exam? Well, I guess some people do. Anyway, this is the type of stuff we talk about in the workplace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You come in and 100%. say, hey, guys, guys, gather around. Has everybody had their prostate examined? Got Tom? Yeah. Tom? Jay? Tim? Yeah. Did Any, you? Anyone? Anyone? Because <laughs> I, I can prep everybody here. <laughs> okay. I'd be happy to prep. Guys, it's important. Okay? I'm just looking out for you. And then they hear the gloves snap, and they're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. One of the perils of leadership is becoming insulated from bad but important news. In a survey of 16,000 managers across nearly 500 companies, top executives were 24% more likely to say that they addressed unethical behavior quickly and consistently compared with how well middle managers thought the C-suite dealt with unethical actions. What's the C-suite? What does that mean? That's the, that's the executive suite. Oh. Uh, so apparently these boss, you know, and I, I think, again, this is not like they want to hear about this stuff, but they also don't want a lawsuit more. So, you know, even leaving ethics and, and morality aside, if you're like, hey, look, this is going on, you got to address this or, you know, this is going to be a problem, then they get on top of it. Again, it's not you'd wish people had pure motives and and wanted everybody to be treated well and all of that. But, you know, for a lot of CEOs and a lot of business people, it's like it's just the bottom line. Like you don't want a lawsuit. So go take care of this. I was just watching uh, CNN this morning and they were talking, you know, Dr. Oz. Yes. Running against um, his opponent. I forget the Democrats name, but he had a stroke maybe six months ago, something like that. And so his health has been an issue. And someone from Dr. Oz's campaign said, well, maybe if he ate more fruits and vegetables, he wouldn't have had a stroke. So Dr. Oz was confronted with this. Who's a doctor? He's a medical doctor. And uh, the interviewer said, well, do you think that was an appropriate thing to say? And of course, you know, whenever you ask a politician a yes or no question, it's like five (laughs) minutes later, He's like, well, you know, we should have care and compassion and I'm a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, well, do you think someone from your campaign should have said that? And he was like, 
well, no, of course, you know, we have to show compassion. It's like, Jesus, you know, can you just say no? It was a terrible oh, no, thing. You're to say. never going to get a straight answer. No, but I think like that's that is a classic example. Like he's the CEO of that campaign, and I never buy if someone in your campaign says something crappy, racist, sexist, what you know, insensitive, then you have to say, look, I fired that person, and that's it. It's totally unacceptable, and and I you know, but I. I it's again that kind of ducking and dodging i think that gets on everybody's nerves like just take the hit you know say yep i didn't authorize that but it's my call and that's it um coach your managers on how to not be toxic you know i think a lot of this sort of boils down to common sense like it says true jerks may simply have to be fired like right like if you're cursing at employees if you're making comments, uh, I, a person I know worked with this guy who was repeatedly warned about things he was saying, mostly to female co-workers of color, right? Oof. All he had to do was not say these things that he thought were jokey. You know, he was one of those guys, just really obtuse didn't get it like nobody should have to be told these days not to say certain things right and he would do it again and they call him in again and be like look another person filed a complaint against you and he was finally fired from a fairly senior position because he simply somewhere in his brain was this mechanism of like i'm going to say something funny to this person it's not funny and it's offensive and why can't you just understand this after the first time you've been told it i don't get it yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't get it i mean again most of it's like just be professional you know if you have to call somebody out for something you do it in an appropriate way say look you know th- this is i mean i've always learned to like stick to the facts like we asked you to have this project in uh you're a week past the deadline this is the third time this has happened it happened on this project and this project and it's a problem you know just don't get into like you know any kind of personality thing or your coworkers don't like you or anything like that you always steer clear of that you just say look here's the deal here are the facts you know and if it doesn't get fixed you let the person go uh, my only problem here is it says there are no magic bullets or overnight successes. See, I, I like the magic bullet. I don't. I don't agree with that. No. There's always a magic pill. There's always a magic. Do pill. you think we could come up with a pill for this? For work to detoxify, you could. You there are many things to detoxify your body. How about a pill? How about an energy drink? You know. Do I? Do I? I'm sorry. Did you ask me? Do I think? Well, you know. I I know. <laughs> It's a, I know we could come up with a with a pill for this. It's already in the lab. <laughs> it's already yeah. It's the gears have already. It's already in motion. It's this. It you know what aggravates me is the lawyer all the time. That guy really aggravates me. 
buzzkill. Ah. This is a buzzkill. Well, this hasn't been tested by or vetted by, and it, it caused seizures. And But, like, buddy, I don't want to hear about all this. Yeah. You know. Seizures. Come <laughs> on. Have a heart attacks. Come on. Yeah. You can't definitively I, I always put a disclaimer with all my stuff is... We're not responsible for weak people. No. <laughs> people who have seizures or an allergy. I, that. I just have a general asterisk of I'm not responsible for anything I say. I just say it. You know, I just talk. You know, I just throw things out there and they go up in the air and they land someplace. I can't be responsible for all of this. You can't be responsible. You can't be a... Re- Come on. <laughs> I just get... It aggravates me. All right, everybody. I hope that was really helpful. So if you're, um, you know, this... If you're a team leader, if you're a CEO, if you own a restaurant, you're a restaurant manager, you're a manager of whatever it is, try not to be toxic. Just try to use your common sense, try to diffuse situations, make it quantifiable, and remember that bottom line. It's going to help your bottom line. All right, everybody. I hope that was very helpful. Thanks a lot for listening. Be on the lookout for the working experience book our good friend drew ackerman of the sleep with me podcast he's in there too uh patrick quinn of life of dad he's in there so we got a lot of great guests and uh it's very informative all right thanks everybody thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the working experience we'd like to thank our sponsors one circle media if you work for a studio network startup or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build engage and entertain your audience reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com i would love to hear from you and that's it the end the sweet end until our next audio encounter